a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into RSL post match here on the RSL Radio Network. Spencer Warren, Lauren Beck, Jake Hatch, and we have a 2 1 victory for Real Salt Lake. Two goals inside of two minutes in the second half give RSL all three points on the road. And considering the first half, my friends, uh, that second half really kind of flipped the script of this game on its head. So uh, I guess we'll open it up just big picture for both of you. Overall takeaways from tonight? I think that the, whatever was said at halftime, I, I think that the guys you know, came out with a lot more purpose, um, quicker to the ball, quicker on the ball, much better decisions. Uh, why it took 45 minutes and a, and a halftime team talk for that to happen, um, I don't know. But again, first game of the season, 2-1 victory on the road, on turf. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm absolutely delighted with that second 45 minutes. Well, turf's been just an absolute bugaboo for RSL in their history as a club. Is when they, The old adage was when RSL played on turf, you could almost guarantee they were taking an L, it felt like, in many ways. But yeah, a big win. Uh, Lauren, your overall initial takeaways for, for tonight? Uh, it feels a little bit like the beginning of last season yeah. where RSL was scrappy and, uh, and fighting for those road points. Uh it it was it was fun in the second half. It was still yeah. a little bit scary at times uh, because two one is like so nerve wracking. Yes. Um, but overall, I, I there's a lot to look at and there's a lot to work on, as you would expect coming off of the first game of the season. But good fight from the guys. Proud of them for getting three points on the road. It's always difficult in Major League Soccer, and it's a place that Real Salt, Real Salt Lake is always very bad on the road. But um, it, it feels like most MLS teams are, but that's what makes yeah. the great teams in the league great is getting road points. It's a good way to start the season. When you heard DJ mention it uh, right before they, they took their break, he said that only three teams in MLS today got road results. So, And to get all three on the road in this league, as we all, as all three of us know, and DJ's talked about as well, it's a very, very difficult thing to do because of all the travel involved, just the vast distance you have to cover in, in the various different venues you play in, the different environments you play in. So this is a, this is a pretty significant uh, 
result, I feel like, especially collecting all three points. And uh, I'll throw this to you, uh, you Spino. Uh, it felt like halfway through that uh, second half, it was like, okay, w- what are we going to see here? And all of a sudden, 70, 70th minute, 72nd minute, back-to-back goals, and it completely changed the entire tenor of how things were looking. Yeah, and I, I think you look at the, the little combination plays between Krylak and Savarino, which was nice to see. Uh, Michael Chang, who <clears throat> I wasn't impressed with at all during that game, but the ball that he put in for Justin Glad to put away to mm-hmm. equalize it at 1-1, that's what we were talking about in pregame, uh, Jake and and, uh, yeah. and Lauren. Good quality service from the wide areas, and we finally got to see a couple uh, put into the box, and, and RSL you know, did cause some problems, but... Again, the fact that they were able to to do this on turf, first game of the season, um, um, I, I just I'm so delighted for for the guys because as I was at training on Friday, there was such a positive buzz at the training ground between the coaching staff and the players that the the mentality's right. I'm not sure that the talent is fully there quite yet, but certainly the mentality. And you see um, a a poor first 45 minutes, well and truly off the boil. They come out in the second 45 and and they were quicker. uh, And again, you saw them fight for each other. Um, And and you saw that with the reaction to Demir Kralik's goal, someone that we've missed immensely Mm -hmm. in 2022. Um, The fact that he's on the score sheet and and he's running over to the bench, you know, full side of the... Uh, pitch to to come and celebrate with with everybody. Um, he kind of galvanizes the whole squad, and I think that's the com- complete mentality that Paolo Mastroeni um, tries to instill uh, throughout anybody that comes through those doors uh, in Harriman. Well, and Matt Doyle has talked about this. It was all last year. He was kind of a running joke on his social media about RSL was the whole X dog and what RSL and the, just the grit and the tenacity this club showed all last year. And I, I, I'm with you, Spen. It feels like that second half was kind of the continuation of that X dog mentality with this squad because I'm with you. The talent, not necessarily, I think, completely there. I, 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 all three of us, I think we agreed in the pregame. This is not what we expect the RSL. 11 to look like maybe halfway through the season upcoming. We, I think there's still changes to come to this lineup, and I, I feel like we're going we're gonna to see things change. So uh, we got plenty still to cover on this uh, post-match edition of the 2-1 win uh, for RSL over Vancouver. We'll get you uh, comments from Vancouver, from Pablo Mastroeni, as well as RSL players when those are available. We'll have you, that for you guys. Uh, and, Lauren, before we take a break here, I want one other quick thought from you. Uh, you mentioned the fact that this is a similar circumstance to the start of last season in a way. And we all know that how long the MLS season is. 34 matches in league play. Also mixing U.S. Open Cup, the League's Cup coming up later this summer. So it's, it's a long, long season upcoming. But this is similar to last year. It gives you that good vibe about this club and just the fact, okay, they started the season on the right note. And hopefully that just gives them some, that positive momentum moving forward here. Yeah, you look at last season, they started uh, with a nil-nil draw at Houston, mm-hmm. came home, beat uh, beat Seattle, got a fantastic 3-2 win on the road against the Revolution, beat Nashville at right. home. Yeah. Uh, their first loss came in their fifth game against Sporting Kansas City on the road. RSL was 3-8-6 and six last year on the road, 9-3-5 uh, and five at home. Those road points are so crucial, and, and the positivity around this team, I think it really comes from the top. Yeah. Pablo is a very positive guy. You can you can see it. You can see it. You can you can hear it in the way that he talks um, in interviews about the team. 
and it, it really trickles down. And I think that's part of the reason why Demir is captain of this team. Well, yeah, he 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 feels like he's an extension of what Pablo is is preaching out there because he, he yeah. right he just exudes that positivity the the just the overall uh, I guess ethos of how RSL plays under Pablo and that, that it takes you a long way because you mentioned the fact the road record last year if you look at it record wise it's not great but those road points are extremely critical when it comes to playoffs they snuck into the playoffs last year and you can think some of those road points that they collected last year to get three points on the road to kick off this season you're already ahead of the curve it feels like in many ways absolutely. It sounds like we are close to the post-game press conference with Pablo Mastroeni starting. In the meantime, while we are waiting for that, please uh, interact with us on Twitter at Lars underscore MM. Jake, what's yours? At Jacob C. Hatch. You also can send it into our station feed here at KSL Sports Zone. We'll be able to see all of those. We'll, get, we'll work those comments in throughout tonight's post-match, of course. I uh, love your guys' interaction. So thank you in advance for doing that, by the way. It's going to be a big part of what we're going to do here uh, with these post-match editions of uh, of these games. But uh, now, Spino... You are a guy that uh, I love your your thoughts on how matches develop because we talked we came in in halftime and was like holy smokes this how, how bad could this get but in the second half the the script flips on its head and they come out two one winners so you t- you said that you felt like the halftime conversation may may have changed things here how, how difficult can that be at times for players to internalize that when things seem to have gone as bad as they did in that first forty five. Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at it, I mean, it was incredibly slow yeah. uh, that first forty five minutes. So I think you know Pablo was able to to give you a belief back when things haven't gone right. It's really difficult to change the outcome on the sideline. That halftime fifteen minutes, you know, ten minutes that you get with the coaching staff, they've already organised that in the locker room. What they're going to talk about, they already know exactly, um, you know, what they're seeing from the sideline, what the analysts are seeing as well, um, and and that was major. It was probably important to tell them to speed things up. Mm-hmm. RSL for all the lack of, um, we're going to go. All right, so uh, we're, we'll get back to your thought here in a minute. Pablo Mastroeni sitting down addressing the media right now. Here you go. What was the difference between the first and second half for your side today? I think um, we had a, a, a pretty nervous start to the game, I think, on both sides of the ball. Uh, when we tried to press, we didn't go with conviction um, and belief. And the same thing with the ball. I think there's a lot of doubt. Um, and every pass, uh, every, <laughs> when, you, when you're nervous or you have a little bit of doubt and you pass the ball, it's like passing on the doubt to the next guy. And, uh, and that was, the, that was the biggest difference. I think in the second half, we trusted in the game plan. We trusted in each other and, and the guys executed and played a, a wonderful second half. What did you say to them during the half? Exactly that. Exactly that. You know, I think in football, you can change the game in in two different ways. One is with intensity and being deliberate in what you're doing um, or tactically. And I felt like everything that we'd seen on tape, um, those those options weren't there. We just uh, uh, th- those options were there. We just didn't execute. And I think in the second half played with a different type of mentality. Uh, we played with belief. You really attacked the wide areas in that second half. What did you like from that matchup maybe that you saw at halftime? Yeah, you know, obviously watching a bunch of their pregame or preseason uh, film, their, their, their wingers, uh, you know, are always front screening, and it sets up perfectly for us with our outside backs a little bit higher. 
Um, and again, I think we did a really good job in the preseason of exploiting those wide areas. Um, and, and so, again, um, the execution in the first half wasn't good enough. Uh, but I think in the second half, we created, you know, some great opportunities that always start in the wide areas for us. And, uh, you know, some some really good finishes um, that culminated in a good result. Obviously a big goal for, for Krylak there. And obviously you celebrated in a big way. What did it mean to have him back and scoring? It's it's amazing. I, you know, I, you know, we, it, it, the things that Dami brings to the group um, are so much more than what you see with your eyes. You know, he brings uh, just an unbelievable amount of leadership to the group, managing the game the right way, um, leading the press from the front, linking to the midfield, um, but his, his, his greatest asset is, is scoring goals. And, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've never seen a player, um, that, that is so lethal in front of goal and he takes his chances well. Um, and so after spending a year away and, and watching his teammates play last year, um, I'm just so happy for him to be able to share in that moment and, and, and score the game winner, um, because he is the leader of this group, and uh, he's waited a long time for this moment. Take a question from online. G'day, Pablo. Uh, hope you can hear me. Congratulations on the uh, on the three points. I thought it was um, from the comfort of my couch, albeit it took you quite a while to get into the game. You referenced that earlier. The final 15 minutes of that first half, you guys started to look like you um, found the feel and tempo of the game. How important was that 15-minute stretch at the end of the first half that kind of set up the second for you? Yeah, no, I thought it was important. You know, I think we came into halftime. Um, again, for as much as this game is is about X's and O's, really it's about belief. and And I think... Um, I think we exhibited a good deal of that in the last part of the first half um, that carried on to the second half. And again, when our passing is sharp, when when our decision-making is deliberate and not doubtful, um, you know, I think we're a very good team. And um, I think that momentum at the end of the first half definitely carried over and we had a fantastic start to the second and really were able to, impose ourselves on the game with the ball. And, and then that led to good pressing opportunities higher up the field and, and, and creating turnovers in their half and, and, um, and really establishing ourselves into the game. And then lastly for me, not sure if you can still hear me, but um, the introduction and debut, obviously, of Andre Gomez uh, was interesting, I thought. Um, I think um, yeah, I'm not mistaken for saying you kind of had to bring him in uh, due to some cramping out there. How, how did you see him go and, and how long you kind of given him to, to find major league soccer and, and the speed and aggressiveness of the game? Yeah, no, I think um, again, Andres just joined the group before we went to Tucson. So a few weeks ago, um, you know, it's uh, one can't even comprehend the uh, difficulty in acclimatizing to not only the country, a new culture, um, but also football. And then you take that and, and you, you, you go into a game when it is just um, the pace is fast. There's a lot on the line. It's turf. Um, and so I think the most important thing with, with any player coming to the league is that you bring them along in a way that um, they, they feel confident with every performance. They're understanding a little bit more of what it takes to play in this league. Um, and so 
I thought it was a, a good run from him. Um, and, and, and again, how long does it take? It's going to be diff- different from every player. But I, I think, um, you know, he, he came into the game, obviously, when we were, you know, I, I believe we were up. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a different game at that point. Um, but, but again, a really exciting player um, and a fantastic young man. Hi, uh, Sergio Cordova came on for Vancouver. You guys had him last year. How do you think he'll do here with the Whitecaps? Yeah, you know, I, I think Serge is, is is a player that has the um, physical characteristics, the technical characteristics. And uh, last year, he came to us with with without having played in four or five years, and really grew in to to to, to the team, grew into the league, um, and really finished on, on a high. Um, and so I, I think that uh, I, I think he'll be a, a very good player for Vancouver um, as he continues to settle in. Um, and I thought he had, tonight he had some really nice actions, um, but he's a player that uh, that that I think can make a difference for any team. Thank you. There you go, Pablo Mastroeni after RSL beats Vancouver 2-1 in their season opener. We'll have more on this here from players as well. Coming up next, this is Postmatch right here on the RSL Radio Network. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And plus your favorite streaming apps, no switching inputs. Welcome back to RSL Post-Match Live. Let's go back up to Vancouver. Demir Krylak, who scored the game winner, speaking to the media right now. He's, uh, at the end of the day, to the ownership group, to the front office, to the fans too, and at the end of the day, for the medical staff uh, and uh, for my teammates. So, huge thank you to them. Uh, you know, I think overall, it was a great win tonight. It's not easy to play uh, away and get three points. Um, you know, we didn't uh, come uh, into the game the way we wanted, but uh, I mean, then we showed who we are. We showed the uh, second half our DNA, our great mentality, and uh, I mean, we are so happy that we were able to come back. What did Pablo and the team talk about at halftime to uh, come out in better shape in the second half? Exactly, just to have a better pressure on the ball. Uh, you know, I think uh, first half we were kind of uh, very deep. They broke us uh, through the middle, I would say, pretty pretty easy. But still, uh, you know, they didn't uh, score on us uh, through these chances. You know, they scored on us, uh, I would say, very cheap, which is like, uh, you know, set piece. And we were talking, uh, you know, all week along that, uh, you know, uh, set piece um, can be very important defensively, offensively, you know. But at the end of the day, it's happened. You know, maybe if we did didn't, uh, you know, concede this goal. Who knows if we would win this game. So, and then uh, the second half, we showed, you know, our, uh, you know, uh, face, who we are, a very good performance second half. And uh, as I said, it was great, great second half uh, to turn the game around. Thank you. All right. Thank a you. reminder to please use the raised hand function so that I know to call on you. Tom, your line's open. 
Hey, Demir, congratulations on the win. Congratulations on scoring. Um, How much sleep were you able to get last night? I imagine you were quite excited prior to today. You know, very excited, actually. Uh, you know, but uh, I went kind of, uh, you know, sleep on time. Uh, woke up uh, in the morning pretty fresh. And vers- and actually, I was so excited about about this game, you know, uh, as, as a young kid uh, starting playing soccer, you know. But, uh, I mean, it was like pretty excitement there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm so happy that, uh, you, you know, we've done as a team uh, first game of the season with three points, uh, as I said, in a very tough place uh, to play. And uh, now, uh, you know, we have to stay course uh, to concentrate us for next game against Seattle. Yeah, uh, I know you've, uh, you're probably sick of answering this question, but you've been building to, um, to kind of get yourself up to match fitness. You played every minute tonight. How did the body handle that? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, you know, felt very good. Uh, you know, either uh, first half and um, I mean, when we were running behind the ball a lot, uh, you know, it's 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 not easy. But then you find, uh, you know, the mental side of the game that you have to push it, you have to go through. And uh, of course, you know, second half and you have the ball when you create the chances uh, as, a, as a team, then of course you felt uh, actually uh, better. And uh, it was, um, in, in my case, the same, uh, you know, felt very good. And uh, now we're going to, uh, you know, build uh, game by game. And then, lastly, for me, it was a, a shaky start. The first half an hour was uh, was a tough was a tough watch. I'm sure it was a struggle out there. But the final 15 minutes of that first half, it looked like you guys found the speed and tempo of the game and turned things around. How important was that final 15 minute stretch in the uh, in the first half to set up the second half? I mean, it was very important, you know, because then uh, you realize that uh, we can do uh, great things, you know, just. Uh, um, you know, uh, from 30th to 45th minute, uh, you know, we speed the game up, uh, you know, we were clean on the ball. And uh, then this is how we uh, came into the second half too, you know. And uh, of course, actually last 10 to 15 minutes, uh, you know, we were in the block, uh, you know, just just to deny any, any chance from Vancouver. And uh, I think overall, uh, we've done a great job. Sean, your line's open. Yeah, Demir, this is just super one moment in the game, obviously, but the goal pretty important. Just kind of walk me through that goal, the goal that you scored. And were you a little bit surprised at how wide open you were so close to the box? Yeah, actually, you know, it was kind of some corner attack and then Sava got, uh, you know, the ball on the left side. Uh, he was, um, you know, made a deep run and then I was, uh, uh, you know, ready to get this ball back and, uh, you know, uh, luckily, the ball uh, find the back of the net. Uh, you know, it was actually great assist uh, from from Sava. But I want to point over all the the team effort. It was unbelievable, especially uh, as I said, second half. And uh, you know, of course, you're gonna see the mistakes uh, we've, we've done first half and uh, actually the 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 whole game. And uh, you know, try to improve us uh, still next week to be ready for the for the Seattle. All right. Are there any more questions for Demir? All right. Congrats, Demir. We'll see you back in Utah soon. Thank you, Mag. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. See ya. All right, there you go. Demir Krylock scored the game winner for RSL in their 2-1 win over Vancouver. Spencer Warren, Lauren Beck, Jay Catch along for the ride here in this post-match edition as we talk about it. All right, uh, so... We'll take another break here. We'll come back. We'll talk about a little bit. I, I've got a thought I wanted to talk about with, with from Demir. We'll get to that. We'll take a break here. We'll come back on that. This is RSL Postmatch right here on the RSL Radio Network.
Welcome back to RSL Postmatch here on the RSL Radio Network. Spencer Warren, Lauren Beck, Jake Hatch as we recap RSL's 2-1 season opening win against the Vancouver Whitecaps on the road. And uh, MLS Communications with us out. And Lauren, I think I said Opta put this out as well. Uh, but with their 2-1 win tonight, Real Salt Lake has, have gone an MLS record 14 season opening matches without a defeat from 2010 to 2023. Of those 14 contests, 13 of them have been away from home. That's a pretty impressive run uh, for this club because I, I would have never guessed that, honestly. My favorite reply, well, the only reply at the time, I don't know if there's more replies, was, that's cool, now why don't you give Real Salt Lake home, uh, <laughs> home games on opening weekends? And it's a great question. Great question. Well, I mean, if they're going to continue to go earlier and earlier into uh, February, yeah, I'm quite glad. As you go into February, it makes it a little okay. dicey to have a home match here hold, on the Wasatch Front. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I think you guys are forgetting how fun snow games are at Rio, to, or excuse me, at America First Field. Nice they save. They are extremely fun. We're on ESPN 7. Wait, what? <laughs> Careful with that, now sir. you really are going to get in trouble. <laughs> Careful with that. Careful, sir. Oh, my so God. you to get fired uh, on game one. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Marshawn. <laughs> but that's a pretty impressive run for this club. Cause yeah. When we, we've talk, we just talked about it when we opened the post-match. Playing on the road in MLS is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. They've gone 14 straight season openers without suffering defeat. That's a very, very impressive streak that that it just boggles my mind, honestly. Yeah, and, and, and really, really impressive. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, the first 45 minutes, I thought that run was definitely not going to be uh, <laughs> extended uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But again, you, you've got to praise what was said at halftime, mm-hmm. giving those guys belief back, as, as um, <clears throat> Pablo mentioned, and, and just, you know, I, I don't know what it was. It was just everything just looked a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, closing down, pressing. The passes were a little bit crisper. And you saw the deliveries uh, from out wide. Chang to, to find uh, Justin Glad. Nice deep run there. Um, and then uh, Savarino and Krylik. You know, that's that's what we've been wanting to see. Those are two players that are game changers for Real Salt Lake. We didn't have Dami last season. Um, and it, or it just felt like it... If Sava wasn't going to do something, you weren't quite sure were if anybody if anybody else is going to step up. You saw a couple of moments from Sergio Cordova last season where he would run the full length of the field and, and put the ball into the back of the net, which was wonderful, but it didn't happen enough. Now that you've got Demir back, you've got um, Gomez, which I, I'm excited about. You've got Ruiz to come back along with Rubio Rubin, Anderson Julio, Danny Musovski. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good options for Real Salt Lake. I still feel like if they get that piece that they're supposedly d- d- going to get before um, uh, the transfer deadline in April, I think RSL will be in a better position, as you would hope. Um, but again, there are still moments, even in the second half, where Vancouver strolled past that midfield, and that's still <laughs> my my issue there. Now you're yeah. gonna you have to take the rough with the smooth. Yes, and I thought they reacted very well, but against better teams, you look at the 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 game that's coming up next week against Seattle, and then your first home game against Austin. Um, yeah, well, the, that's going to be the real test of where we're we're going to see where Real Salt Lake really is this early in the season. Yeah, the, 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 they're facing two very very talented squads in the next two weeks, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Let's get to some of the social media reaction here. And Lauren, I know you you threw out a tweet as well. I'm going to start off. Our friends over at KSL Sports uh, threw this out. I said Real Salt Lake, Salt Lake fans, who is the MVP or the man of the match for the season opener? And the options were uh, Justin Glad, 
Demir Krylock, Jefferson Savarino, or we also put other in there and let some let people have their have their say on it. Uh, any guesses as to the percentages on this poll? I'll let you guys kind of guess this. I'll, I'll, <laughs> who you might think is leading in this right now? Uh, I think Dami's probably. You're right. Winning. Um, I would guess. I would. I glad second. Uh, Glad actually is tied with Severino. They're actually oh, okay. tied for second okay, okay. right now. Wow. So, so it's 51.2% currently for Dami as the man of the match. And when you win the, when you score the game winner and yeah. you're a fan favorite, you're obviously probably going to carry the day in many ways. But a couple other people responding. Uh, Nate Dowdle, our, our boss, actually responded to Marcelo Silva. I actually think Marcelo might have been in the match. And then also uh, Cody Eden saying that my other vote might have gone to Loffelson. So couple other options there. All right, Lauren, let's see what you got social media-wise here. Yeah, we've got uh, another response from Nate Dowdle. Mm-hmm. Great way to open the season. Three points, but plenty for the coaching staff to focus on film review. Yes, I've absolutely. Wor- I've worked in sports media long enough that I, I've known enough coaches. They absolutely love when you struggle but win. Yeah. Because you have plenty to harp on, but it's almost positive reinforcement because the players have the high of, hey, we won, and then the coach can be like, "All right, you won, but here we go. We're gonna we're gonna dig into this a little bit and tell you where you really need to improve." And that's there's a lot from this match. I'm with Nate that they can point to and say, "Hey, we need to we need to tighten up on this." Andrew Lord said, "Surprisingly poor performances by several players, but RSL grew into the game and deserved to win. Good on Pablo for not going to the bench too quickly because even the subs took a while to get used to the turf." And that's something we talked about at halftime is when does Pablo go to the bench and he tends to go late and it worked out tonight. Yeah, he and he actually went a little earlier than he has traditionally gone even mm-hmm. in a way. And uh, Spenno, you can probably speak a little bit to this. You, as a coach, you have to balance, okay, I've got my 11 that I picked going into this match, but it can also be at the same time, you're trying to weigh, okay, if I take this guy off, bring this guy on, how might it upset or tip the balance in this game? It's a very delicate thing you have to you have to do as a coach. Yeah, and, and too many changes. Obviously, with the five subs that you yes. can have now, yeah. it, it it was good because of what was happening with COVID, condensed, and, and trying to keep people fresh and injuries. But at the same time, it ruins the flow. Too many play- players come on at the same time, and it's almost like a preseason when there's those wholesale changes. It just ruins the, the, the tempo and, and everything. So... Whilst I thought the changes might happen sooner, this is why he's a coach and I'm not, and I'm talking about it. Um, I thought that um, the substitutions, whilst they were okay, Andrew Law was spot on. It took them a while, almost immediately, just a Miriam giving up uh, a huge opportunity Correct, yeah. uh, for, for Vancouver to, to have a shot on target. Um, just those little things that it's not just getting yourself mentally right. It's, yes, I know they were practicing Friday on the turf indoors in Harriman, but it's going to be a little bit different the way the ball rolls and bounces up in BC play. So, yeah, it's really, really tough. And But you need to, to make those changes, particularly this early in the season, when, when you know, you're not fully up to speed and you get those early season injuries, those 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 muscle you know strains and things like that particularly on on that horrible concrete or we should say tough but but you know what i mean it's 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 really really difficult and uh, again i thought those players somewhat i thought justin um miriam somewhat grew into it gomez a little bit tougher 
um, on that right-hand side, had a couple of opportunities to knock the ball past someone, and maybe again it's the ball getting caught up under his feet and and not used to playing on turf and training on turf consistently. He'll he'll get used to that. Um, But, you know, cheap turnovers, and that was just something that happened uh, with those uh, two that uh, specifically uh, came to mind. But again... You look at the players that are on. Michael Chang wasn't overly impressed his entire time, but he puts that wonderful left-footed ball into the box for Justin Glad to get on the end of. And then we just started to see glimpses of Anderson Julio, Demir Krylak, Savarino, um, some combination plays there and, and some good movement there. So hopefully we can build on that second 45 minutes and get that first 45 minutes out of the system pretty quickly. All right, we will take a time out here. We'll come back with more of your reaction. Please weigh in. Lars underscore MM at Jacob C. Hatch or at uh, KSL Sports Zone. You can tweet at us your post-match reaction. We'll take a look ahead to next week's opponent in Seattle as well. More to come right here on RSL Post-Match, right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to RSL Post-Match here on the RSL Radio Network. Lauren Spano and Jake along for the ride here. And a couple of reactions still rolling in here on social media. And, Lauren, I'm going to toss this one at you that was sent to me. Uh, let me Actually, of course, as soon as I try to click on it, I close out of it on accident. You're fine. That's I can pull it That's up. always how it happens, it feels like. <laughs> but give me one second. I'll get that back up here. You're but fine. Uh, thanks again for joining us here on this post-match edition. I first of many coming up this year. We could have as many as, what, 50-some-odd matches this year if if RSL makes some runs in the Open Cup as well as the League's Cup. Could be very interesting in that regard. Yeah, All we'll, right. We'll crash out of Open Cup again. <laughs> oh, Real. Stop it. Stop it, Lauren. Don't, I'm so sorry. Don't put those vibes out there. I don't know why I said that. We might see it Gavin just, Beavers. It just was really <laughs> funny last year. It was it was pretty funny last year. Let's, All right. Let's be real. So I, I've got one here for you guys. And we talked about this kind of when we opened up the post-match. Uh, this comes in from Jeffrey Carroll. It says, we, they got the X-Dog just like last year, and I love it. Bit of a bumpy first half, giving away possession too often and leaving space in behind for Vancouver to attack. But weathered the storm and grew into the game. They were patient and took the their chances when it mattered. I think that's a pretty good summation of it, really how this match kind of developed. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I love X Dog. It's fun. <laughs> it's a great nickname. By it the way. is a great nickname. Um, no, it's it's a good summation. We, we missed one from uh, Landon as well, who responded. Oh yeah, to your tweet, Landon Southwick, uh, friend of friend of the program. Yes, yes, Landon's uh, a stud. The boys showed some fight. First thirty minutes weren't great, but found a way to get into. A bigger hole, then fought to get level, then go ahead, then close out the game. Nice start to the season. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and two two accurate tweets there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now RSL gets ready for their second straight road match to start this season. They're headed up to Seattle, so they're going back to the Pacific Northwest, the Cascadia Cup. Uh, I guess road series here for RSL as they play up in Seattle next week. Uh, and Spino, you kind of talked about this right before we went into our last break, is that the, it might have been you, it might have been Lauren, but the level of competition, Vancouver versus Seattle, in theory, next week should be one of the toughest road matches RSL may face all season long. Yeah, I mean, obviously, back on the turf, yeah. um, it's not been an overly cli- uh, kind place to, to Real Salt Lake over the years, although a couple of uh, seasons ago we did have a fun uh, playoff win, penalty shootout win with no shots. Um, so, <laughs> And last year we did win both sure. games against Seattle. Home yes, right we, away. Did, yeah. we did. Um, but this is a team that, after winning the Champions League last season, kind of really struggled 
to get into to put, MLS play. They put their entire season into Champions League. And fair play to them. I, yeah, to, to be the yeah. first MLS team to win it. Yeah. yeah absolutely fantastic. I, I was a little bit bummed that they lost their first uh, Club World Cup game. But yeah, big strides to even have an MLS team win CONCACAF Champions League. But what you're seeing now is obviously with Garth Lagerwey going over to Atlanta mm-hmm. um, and Craig Weibel stepping up, getting Correct. more responsibility um, with um, Seattle. They haven't done a ton in the transfer market because their team has always been pretty strong. They did add um, Eber from uh, NYCFC, the Brazilian striker, which I, I, I like that, obviously, as a foil for uh, Raul Rui Diaz. But you look at Lodero, you look at Rusnak, um, they've still, uh, Christian Roland, they've still got that real good, fantastic, their, their solid spi- core. Their, their spine, their spine is strong. really, really good. Yeah. And obviously a very, very good goalkeeper as well. Um, I think that Brian Schmetz has done a phenomenal job. When you take over from a legend like Siggy Schmidt and take them up to another level Correct. Um, and, and getting some MLS Cups and obviously a Champions League, this this is a, a team that I think will be firing on all cylinders. I don't know if they're as good as they were in seasons past. Um, but again, you see how quickly things change. You win a Champions League, you struggle uh, for, in Major League Soccer. No distractions with that right mm-hmm. at this moment in time. And uh, I'm interested to see how quickly they come out of the blocks. But RSL, with a ton of confidence going on the road, already with a tough game under their, their, right, yeah. their feet. Also training indoors uh, down at the Zebra. Um, I fully expect them to, to put on a slightly better start uh, to the, the game next week as they did uh, tonight. And it's, it's difficult to talk about Seattle because we haven't seen them play yet. They play tomorrow against yeah. Colorado. The first look will be tomorrow. Yes, us, yeah. uh, and a home game for Seattle against Colorado. So uh, tune in tomorrow if you can to 6 o'clock to that game. Mm-hmm. It'll be a nice little preview for RSL's next match. All right, we'll come back with some quick final thoughts, uh, wrap things up, and get you ready for next week. This is the RSL Post-Match right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into RSL Post-Match here on the RSL Radio Network. Jay Cash, Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren along for the ride. And as we close things out here, guys, I, I want to toss at you. Just Let's get some quick takeaways. Like Anything else that you feel like you need to get off your chest as you close out tonight? Lauren, up, you're up first, I guess. I'm first. <laughs> they both <laughs> like, 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 hey, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, again, it, it feels like... It feels like last season a little bit, which is mm-hmm. which is okay, um, but you really need uh, to not ha- be having to come from behind sure. to get points, um, and that's I think something RSL struggles with being the first team to score. Um, you mean playing on the front foot's a thing they can oof. do? Ooh. <laughs> Scary, scary stuff. <laughs> scary concept there. No, but um, it's so great to have Demir back. Um, as Pablo said, it, he brings so much to the team, not just in his soccer ability, but in the mentality and um, attitude that mm-hmm. he has. Super excited to have him back. That back line, got to figure some stuff out. Midfield, got to figure some stuff out. I think it'll get there um, when you have all of your pieces. And as Spence said, maybe a couple more uh, coming in, see what happens. You've got to get... You've got to get your full team in in Salt Lake. Also, you've got to get some visas taken care of and get everybody in and get that full picture of what this team really looks like uh, before we can form real 
solid opinions. But overall, if rough, rough first half, second half looked like different, different a somewhat different team. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it was, it's how I felt watching Liverpool versus Real Madrid on a Tuesday. <laughs> All right. And, uh, but, but yeah, the opposite just direction. <laughs> just don't watch it. That's what I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> similar to, to Echo, I mean, we're missing four pieces tonight uh, with Diego Luna being uh, uh, ill, um, Rubio Rubin uh, serving his suspension, and then, as you mentioned, Brian Vera and uh, Paulo Ruiz uh, with their immigration, you know, possibly having three, four of those available next week would, would be fantastic. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, another piece as well. That's five pieces that could all, yeah, could all be starting yeah. quality players. And yeah. and I think to have those options off the bench as well, rather than what we had tonight. Not that they, anybody did anything wrong. Um, I just think that the competition for places is going to bring the standard up. And I think when you have a lack of numbers and the team is almost picking itself, that in itself is a bit of a problem, particularly this this early in the season. However, grinding out results like we did early last season, I'll take that um, as RSL get into the flow and that hopefully we get onto a good run. And yeah, I'm just kind of excited that the season has started. I'm more excited now at the end of 90 minutes than I was the first 45 minutes. Yeah, I, think yes, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say it, uh, along the lines of the team picking itself, it's, it's so ingrained in my brain from last year that my first reaction to seeing bench nine of nine Sure. Was, yes. Was like, oh, what a relief! Because there were so many games last season have, where it was seven of nine or have a full compliment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and yeah, and just uh, it's nice to start with not too many health problems for mm-hmm. the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're still missing some people, but oof, that was rough. Well, uh, just a heads up for RSL fans: next week, same time, same place. 7.30 pregame. We'll get you ready for RSL and Seattle. Uh, always, it seems like a classic when those two squads get back together. But it's 7, 7.30 pregame, 8.30 kickoff. And, of course, we'll have it all covered for you right here on the RSL Radio Network. So for Spencer and Lauren, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your evening. This has been RSL Post Match right here on the RSL Radio Network. Good night. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.